Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club would like to wish a very special happy birthday weekend to the very best director of athletics in all the land, A.D. Ashley Robinson. We wish you many more to come. Thank you for all that you do for Jackson State Athletics. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 66 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show, and everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Hosting the show today are Charles Bishop and Neely. Welcome to another episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. I'm Charles Bishop, and I have my right-hand man, my man on the right, Neely. Welcome back to the show, buddy. Hey, my man, Chuck Bishop. How you making it? I'm making it well, man. Well, you know... Another Saturday. This is a Saturday, September 26th. We would have taken on the hated Southern Jaguars. I tell you what, man, nothing gets the blood boiling for most Jackson State alumni. Like this fan base, this band, this football team. Uh, Nearly before we get into it, man, your thoughts on Southern Man, it's Jaguars. just, you know, uh, as everybody's aware, the, the pandemic, uh, you know, postponed the season. So here we are on a Saturday morning, and we would have been getting ready, you know, to to play Southern. And, and I don't think they're, you know, Alcorn is a a deep rooted in state rival. But I think what makes Southern uh, just, and get everybody just up and up in arms about it, you know, they're in the capital city. We're in the capital city. You got the band rivalry. You got the football team rivalry. Uh, we even we go back and forth over who travels the best onto the road games, who has the best parties. I mean, you know, the Dancing Dolls versus the j Set. you name it. Right. it this, this is a multi-layered, multi-faceted rivalry uh, yeah. that, that's not getting to take place, but it, it's going to take place in the spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so we're looking forward to that and looking forward to, you know, sending them back down to Baton Rouge with that L. Uh, yeah. But today we're just going to reminisce a little bit about those past games. No doubt about it. And, 
we have a special guest on the show today, a man who was part of those rivalries. They call him the big truck. Dietrich Lockridge, man, welcome to the 1400 Club. Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club, buddy. Thank you for having me on here today, Charles. I'm glad to be here and talking to y'all. Uh, well, my days of playing Southern, it was a real showdown. Mm. The, the the battles were physical on the field. The games were intense. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I can go on and talk about that Southern game. Well, by all means. <laughs> but man, well, please go on, man. You know, you you were you you were just one of those, you know, legendary players, you know, in that era. Uh, you know, you you were one of those guys that you know in, in typical swag fashion and typical fourteen hundred Lynch fashion, Charles, you have people come to Jackson State and graduate and never know somebody's real name. And so, but everybody, everybody knew truck or big truck, right. you know, because he was just their presence. He was, he was, he was Debo before Debo before that Friday movie came out, and he just had that that swagger about him, that toughness, and 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 truck. Tell us about you know just the makeup of that team and the unit you were on, and 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 all that went into y'all you know, getting ready for big games like this. Well, the unit that I played with back then with Sean Gregory and Jimmy Smith and. We could have beat Mississippi State back then if we had played them, but uh, they didn't give us that chance. We played Southern Mississippi, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that was before I got there. I was a freshman, didn't get to travel that game. But the team we had back then playing against Southern, mm-hmm. we was we was like superstars, kind of like the fast part of Michigan. Mm-hmm. We had one of them, we had a super. A super duper team. The reason I say that, I my story in high school, Mississippi State recruited me. Hmm. But Charles Bishop, your uncle, Ralph, he <laughs> stole me from Mississippi State. And so when I got to Jackson State, that was all the talk. Boy, we hmm. stole you from them white folks. <laughs> I guess I'm at home now. You know, because that's all I heard. We stole you from them wings. And, uh, and they got some good players by that. Because I came in, started my freshman year, and and I guess I've been, you know, truck ever since day one. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you came in, truck, just for some of my younger listeners out there, you came in in 87 would have been your freshman year. Uh, red, I think you – did you red shirt 87? I was red-shirted in 87 right. and started from 88 to 91, you know. And, and, you know Chuck, and Chuck Bishop is our historian on these podcasts, and he knows how many games that that, that time frame that Jackson State was known for winning with that unit that y'all were putting on the field on oh both sides of the ball. You know, because you talk about uh, when you weren't able to travel down to, to southern Mississippi, uh, that defense, you know, is actually what what made Brett Favre get to get in the game in the first place. Right. Uh, by the time you came along with that offensive unit uh, and being and became the truck to the team, uh, right. and we were dealing dealing with the swag. I mean, you guys, you know, were running everybody, man. Y'all just, you, you, like you said, y'all were rock stars. Well, like Coach Gordon, he know what he had when I came in. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a battle between me and Eric Elsey. Because we was the two defensive high school All-Americans. Mm-hmm. I came in as a defensive tackle. But okay. we got two of them when, when I got there. 
We had Eric Elsey out of Baton Rouge and, and me. And so Coach Gordon talked to me one day and said, we want to try your own offense, Dietrich, and uh, we got a position open for you after Hoover left. So I don't really like offense, but by them putting me on offense from defense, I got good at offense because I was always mad from playing offense. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I became I became good over there because I didn't really like it, but I adjusted and it I turned out pretty good. Yes, I, I would say outstanding. So, so Chuck, let me ask you this, man. You know, you you talked about uh, you know when Houston Hoover left and uh, was drafted by the Falcons. Man, that's some big shoes to go over there and feel, and you. And you instantly feel the what? What kind of what kind of pressure did you feel? Not only going from defensive line to offensive line, but just going in to feel that vacancy. Well, they were looking for me to be just like Hoover after mm-hmm. he left, mm-hmm. and I was getting a lot of pressure from like Coach Coach Robertson, Big C. Yeah, mm-hmm. he kind of he kind of put that old mean streak in me and just made me go and get down with it and. A nasty, what you want to call it. Big C, you got to be nasty, son. So I had to play nasty. Speaking <laughs> of which. Big C. Uh, Big C, I mean, uh, he he's a legendary offensive uh, line coach for Jackson State. Uh, you know, going into this uh, playing against Southern, 1988, what were your first memories of, of playing this, this Southern Jaguar football team, Truck? Well, when I first played – Southern, they they had a few stars. I think Aeneas William and uh, Robert Harris. Mm-hmm. He played deep in the end. And I think the first play of the game, it was me and him, you know, the scaffold that looking at me, even as my freshman year. And uh, Robert Harris' first play off the ball, head slapped me. <laughs> and it, it knocked me to the ground. Mm-hmm. And I had to go out for a play. But when I went to the sideline, and uh, you know, my dad is still my daddy, right? Mm-hmm. He come down not the stands talking about, boy, oh, you all right? You better get back in there. I said, Daddy, we ain't college now. This ain't high school no more. <laughs> <laughs> Next play, I went back on in there. My daddy was rough too on me. So I got a lot of that from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So, so you guys. So what I meant to say after that, mm-hmm. after I went back in, I had Robert Harris' number. I said, oh, you want to play dirty? And so his game made me up my game. Mm-hmm. He, didn't, he didn't get no more sacks after that. So, so Truck, you know, it, it, this is uh, this game day. You know, we, we would be playing Southern outside of yeah. having had the pandemic and postponement of swag fall sports. So, so take yeah, me through. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's eighty eight, eighty nine, and ninety. You know, take take me through uh, what you would typically be doing on a game day morning for Southern, and they, you know they come to town so deep. They start getting here on Thursdays. You know, with the RVs right. and all that, all that noise and stuff. So, so how did that feed into your preparation and y'all's mentality getting ready for the game? Well, when we play Southern. It was a real serious game, you know. Southern, Grambling, and Alcorn, those those, those are those games we have to win. And the coach sometimes, you know, 
WC had it bad about sending you to practice at night. <laughs> Again, after we, you know, when we play these types of teams, cause he wants to win. Mm-hmm. So he'll get us ready by sometimes practicing us. You know, we'll have a regular practice at three to five. Then he might say, let's, let's come back tonight. And, you know, I said, Coach Nuts getting tight. You know, we used to say that like they, they panicked. But we got this. Yeah. But uh, doing the, right before the game, we usually get a lot of rest and kind of keep our mind focused, some yeah. of us. But mm. some of us had that kind of energy where they didn't have to lay down. But, you know, I was a lineman. You know, I was taught to get that rest. So I, I stayed getting my rest and I stayed focused, you know, because I wanted to have a good game, right. you know. So. Right. And I believe I played better, you know, after getting this rest. It was just some – I had discipline in me, you know. Mm-hmm. 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 So, so, so – when, when now now it's, it's game day and, and we're at the stadium is right before kickoff. What was that energy like? You know, again, particularly with Southern, when you when you come out of that field house and that crowd and the boom is playing, it's one of the most packed games of the season. Oh, when we come out that field house and hear that boom, <laughs> it's time to rock and roll, baby. <laughs> we be in the huddle. Sometimes we might be down. That boom used to pick us up. You can see me out there nodding my head like I hear the music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I came out that field house and seen that crowd, I was already hyped, you know. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, probably one of the top linemen back then, you know. Mm-hmm. And I came out, you know, with a chip on my shoulder. <laughs> Truck, let me ask this question. And, and I mean, there there's a lineage uh, from, from Houston Hoover to you, but you guys really – uh, I mean, during this time period, Jackson State offensive lines, they were known for just a ridiculous nastiness about them. And, I mean, you take a look at who you're blocking for. You, Lewis Tillman, then it goes right into James Big Country Johnson. Kind of what did Big C kind of put in you guys back then? Well, Big C wanted the best out of you. Mm-hmm. And if you were big and, you know, he didn't want no soft man. So mm-hmm. Big C had a way – if you were soft, he'll, he'll, he'll make that line come out of you. Mm. And uh, he used to get on to me like that my freshman year. And I used to always go back to the room at night and wonder, why is this man talking to me like that? Maybe I should go to junior college like, and then go to Mississippi State. But my roommate talked me in the stand. That was another thing, man. I had to get over that that, that that uh, humiliation or however they, you know, made you mad because Big C, it was motivation to him. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you took it serious, it might hurt your feelings. But I think I wasn't used to that kind of coaching coming from Tupelo High. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we predominantly white up here. And when I got to Jackson State and the coaches talked to you just like your regular brother, and we talk. Yeah. You know what Bernie Mac say? We use the word 34 times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I wasn't used to hearing that kind of talk. So I used to go back to the room at night and tell my roommate, man, I might transfer. I don't think I can handle this kind of talk. 
And he said, man, they like it. He just he see something in you. So mm. my roommate gave me a little, you know, motivation to stay. You know, because I was talking about maybe I should go and go to that junior college and go to Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Because they were still trying to get me, even though I was at Jackson State. They were trying to get me to leave. Yeah. But my grandmama had a say-so in it. <laughs> She said, you already in a four-year school, son. You just stay on down that way yet. Right. Because I was talking to her over the phone. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she convinced me to stay. But this is my red shirt year. Okay. So I wasn't playing. I was just practicing. Well, let me ask this question. <laughs> what were some of those motivational tactics that Big C had? Because for the, especially for the audience that doesn't know about the legendary coaching of Big C? Well, first of all, you had to talk like Big C. He had a way of talking, and he stuttered a little bit. So when he get ready to talk, you you almost finna laugh. He, he told me one time, he said, Lockridge, you look like a million dollars, son. But you're blocking like some change. <laughs> and you know, the way is he getting all this stuff from? Do he go home at night and think of stuff to say? So <laughs> every day he had something new. He used to say, son, y'all stealing money from the school. <laughs> we need to take away your scholarship. You ain't going to have me going in the second save at four in the morning. Looking over my shoulder, pulling out my food stamp. I'm gonna cut one of y'all before I get on that. That kind of talk. Oh man, <laughs> Big C, dude, my boy. Yes, and we indeed. still talk today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we still talk today. No doubt about it. Yeah, that's nothing like those uh, those HBCU and and particularly Jackson State relationships. You know, uh, I, I actually, you know, uh, Brooke was talking about his roommate, and it was one of my roommates, you know, how I met Dietrich Lockridge. You know, one of my right. roommates, uh, Rodney Foster from Tupelo, and, and in one day walks his homeboy, and the, and the whole doorway got dark. I'm like, man, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who just coming over here to take our lunch money, you know? <laughs> hey, you know, I stayed over there in uh, Stewart and D- Dixon. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that's I you, you I got, got more over there than I did at Jones and Samson. Yeah. You know, y'all, y'all had your own dorm then, and, and then later on when it was getting remodeled, y'all had the apartment complex over there back off Terry Road. And mm-hmm. uh, man, it was just, it was, it was some great days, great energy. But one, one thing I want to touch on and pick up where, where Chuck mentioned about just the, the relevance and the dog nastiness of that, that offensive line, particularly over, you know, about a, a, a six year stretch or so. Uh, you know, you, you you have Houston Hoover. Uh, he goes to the uh, Atlanta Falcons. You move from defensive line to offense, and, and, and you're ultimately drafted by the Broncos. And in that same kind of kind of window of time, you know, you got uh, Lester Holmes gets drafted. Uh, and and really? the success of the running backs, you know, Lewis Tillman's running behind y'all, and Grace Walters at least college record. Uh, you yeah. know, talk to us about just the camaraderie of those guys and. And, and the work that you put in, because one thing that people miss out on, Truck, you know, you talked about WC's nighttime practices. You know, the swag was known to still be in pads on Thursday. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> it was rough sometimes. 
We went to practice like sometimes on Friday with just the shoulder pads on. I thought it was shirts and shorts. But anyway, <laughs> that old nastiness come in when I first got there. I think I'm thinking I'm finna play defense. But so I'm watching the offensive line and I'm watching Hoover out there just smashing folks. And you know, I said, dang, this dude is rough. And so the nastiness was there before I got there because they had some mean office line. You had one named James Big Cat Harvey. Yeah, Big Cat. When I seen him walking down the hall, you know, he looked like he was ready to jam somebody. You know, he had that arm set up where he was ready to hit. But that's just where his, his, you know, his body was made. He was made. It was made up like he was ready to hit you, even walking around on campus. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was uh, – and Big C instilled a lot of that because he was a physical player himself. Mm-hmm. And so as he came a coach, he instilled some of that in us because I heard he was nasty too when he played. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And we always, you know, done what he said if – if he say truck get nasty, <laughs> you know, I know what he mean, turn it up or not. So <laughs> sometimes, you know, we had to turn it up for him, you know, because he'll look at you funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Son, you're on the borderline out there. And he'll weigh the situation, you know, with his hands, like he got a spell in his hand. <laughs> up and, down. and then he'll look at you and say, you on the borderline. <laughs> <laughs> he's done, he done a lot of dramatization, though. Yeah. That's what I love for Big C. He, he made me, though. No doubt about it. Yeah, he made me. You know, uh, Truck, 1989, Southern, they break our 28-game swag win streak, 21-7. Uh, mm-hmm. 1990, you guys go down to Baton Rouge, man, and <laughs> – the final score is fifty-two to fourteen. Did you guys have any uh, a little payback uh, from that nineteen eighty-nine game? Yes, it was definitely a payback because you beat us like that in our home field. So mm-hmm. we had to go down there and at least do the same to y'all and make it worse. You know, right? And that game, everybody was on point. You know, because. Like I say, we had Tim Barnett back then and Jimmy Smith on both sides. Hmm. And that was that was a double threat because you couldn't guard both of them. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Warren was going to be open. And I think we put up them points. It was an air show. Hmm. Sean Gregory. Sean Gregory, you know, had his best game that night, you know, with completions. Yes, indeed. Remember that very well. Mm-hmm. And also Harold Heath and Daryl yeah. Eastman. We had some good tight ends. Harold Heath was, uh, he came in with me, you know, mm-hmm. that class 87, mm-hmm. it had a bunch of superstars, you know. Like, we had players that came in that could have went somewhere else, but they chose Jackson State. And I think that crop, you know, was that superstar crop. You know that we got two championships out of no doubt, and, and we kind of talk about those teams, especially uh, those iconic teams in the '80s. 
that kind of set the tone uh, for for the the teams that come behind you guys in the nineties. And I mean, mm-hmm. like you said, superstars. I mean, we go back and you're just talking about the offensive line. The names are bubbling up in my head. Curtis Stapleton. You mentioned Big Cat Harvey. Uh, yeah. Carl Roberts himself. Big C. And mm-hmm. you guys just really had just a, a a chip on your shoulder for really taking out the competition. And I've I've heard so many stories about you guys uh, just in pregame warmups. It was none of you guys to kind of run through folks pregame warmups. You just had that swagger, right? And I'm gonna tell you, a leader back then, a true leader was Lewis Tillman. Hmm. Now. I wasn't scared of nobody on the team but Lewis. Hmm. The reason I say that, my freshman year when I first got there, you know, you're a freshman. They call you crab. Come here, crab. And so Lewis Tillman said, you're a big crab. I said, who is this fella talking to, you know? (laughs) (laughs) We had a little wrestling match right there in the hallway of Jones Sanford. And, you know, I had to show him what I could do. But he said, Crab, you're going to be all right. You know, because I ain't bagged down. But, you know, I had to come in like I was, hey, ain't no, you ain't finna run me. Right. I, I came in with that kind of attitude. But Lewis Tillman, he was a true leader out there. Sometimes you didn't block. Hey, he'd get on to you. Yeah. And I was a freshman, so they was really on to me. Mm-hmm. So, doing film time. Oh, man. Film time was embarrassing to me because Big C, that's when I thought he picked on me the most. <laughs> we, he might say, everybody, let's watch Lockers display. You know, here I go pulling out. And, you know, he got the remote control to the film, right? So I'm pulling. He said, let's slow this thing down and watch Lockers. I'm pulling. He go with his dramatization. He put it out. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? And he might say, hell no, it's the damn Dietrich Lockridge. <laughs> Lockridge, you look like you had polio in your legs. I went up in the pool and went up in the hole. And it looked like my feet had, you know, touched each other and I fell. You know, it was, he kept whining back and forth. I didn't go on to another play. <laughs> oh my goodness. So so, so Charles, you know Charles mentioned it. You know, you come in and, and Jackson State is on on and, and I want our, our, our younger listeners, you know, because we talk about building on tradition and, and blazing new trails. I want our younger listeners to, to really hear something. Uh uh-huh. there was a twenty-eight game swag winning streak. Right. You know, twenty-eight swag games. You know, and, and then Southern breaks their record. Then we go back and get some big revenge. And and you and you're talking about these players that we have, like you know this 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 Hall of Fame swag quarterback and Gregory back there, and these two receivers and this offensive line. Even had a dynamic tight end and running game with Tillman the country. You just name all this stuff, put in a big gumbo. And, and one thing I'm really appreciating that, that that I think is coming out is is the relationship and the tenacity and, and teaching. Of the coaches. Mm-hmm. So I say all that to say this. We've just announced, you know, a new coach. Uh, right. Uh, and we, we now have Coach Prime. Deion Sanders is, is now the coach mm-hmm. at Jackson State University. 
when you right. look at that, that history of what you guys accomplished and, and tradition of the school as a guy from the from the late 80s, early 90s, talk to us about how you see that dynamic and your expectations and, and what, what do you believe is going to come from this? Well, me seeing Dion as a Jackson State coach, I think that's really good because if you look at where he went to school, and a lot of folks turning HBCU schools down for the bigger school. But I think with all this going on right now, you know, with certain things in the world, you know, Dion making a statement, I believe, by coming to the, you know, the black college in COVID. And it's all about, it's all about us in a way because, you know, black lives matter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's something Dion is, you know, trying to tell the world. You know, he said God sent him there. I kind of believe that, mm-hmm. you know, this man, this man have feelings too. You know, I say they got money, but they also see, you know, injustice in the world, and mm-hmm. that sometimes make you want to stand for your own people. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think this would be good for Jackson State, and we hope we can get some, you know, the top notch players to come. You know, to, to these schools now. But like WC used to say, I can take the average and make him a better player. I can take the fastest. If he ain't fast, I can make him faster. See, WC had a way of working with them players not so good and they and make them great. Mm-hmm. He said he used to say I can make the late bloomers bloom. <laughs> and you know, Lester Holmes was a late bloom. Mm. He come in, you know, he didn't really start to his junior and senior year, but you know, he got in. But every year Lester game got good because I noticed I said he's a big fella when he first come in, you know. But Lester always was working hard. I said, this dude getting better every year. So by the time his game started, he got good around his junior year. That's when Lester started getting just nasty, you know. Mm. And so, and you know, WC had it. You know, he could turn players into the great expectations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he and also, he also, he also would let y'all know that that WC stood for wheel cut. <laughs> right. And that's the first thing when I got there. He said, "My name is WC Gordon, and the WC stands for wheel cut. Won't care." We'll call your mama to come pick you up. <laughs> I said, that's the name, no coach. <laughs> <laughs> that's great stuff. Yeah. Dude, you, you were you were drafted by the Denver Broncos, man. Uh talk to us a little bit about uh getting drafted by the Broncos and, and, and being in their camp. Well, when I got drafted, I you know, I was looking for myself to get drafted on the first day. So after that first day went by, I said, I said, let me just go to sleep and not so much worry about it. So I went on lay down that night since I didn't go in the, you know, the first day. So I woke up the next morning, not even thinking about it, you know, 
laying on the couch watching TV. Then the phone rang. I didn't want to answer. But my cousin went and asked because everybody, you know, waiting on the phone call. So my cousin went and answered the phone. She said, Did you like it? It's the Bronco. So I get up off the couch. I said, Hello. I said, they said, yes, this Dietrich. I said, yes, this Dietrich. She said, we're the Denver Broncos. We just selected you in the eighth round and blah, 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 blah. I said, thank you. You know, you know, I got excited. Went out and bought a, like 50 Denver Bronco hats and started passing them out. You know, it was, I got excited off of that. So when I got to camp, Mm, I was I was starting, you know, I was I came in, you know, playing. They they kind of put me in, you know, with the first team. I was in the huddle with Airway. And you know I got hurt during training camp. I had mm-hmm. a, a neck injury. And it was right before the first preseason game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was but I was starting. I always tell folks I was starting when I got hurt. Mm. And, you know, wow. the coaches used to say, man, where are you from? And I used to tell them, Jackson State. And they said, somebody missed you. I said, yeah, a lot of these teams did. You know, like, even them guys I played against that was up there from Michigan State, they was watching my techniques than more me watching them. Mm. So... But during camp, it was it was good. It was, I had some good times up there. You know, I was up there with Shannon Charlotte. Got to meet them fellas, Steve Atwater. Hmm. And uh, Dan Reed was the coach back then. So all in all, you know, the money was all right. You know, I got one. <laughs> I got a chance to get one check. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I mostly I finished my career out in arena football. Okay. I mean, I I went to the Denver, got hurt, and when I got hurt, I think that next year I went to the New York Giants. But when I got up there, they just sent me, you know, to get a field school, and they told me the news: well, your neck don't look so good. We don't want to take a chance. So, I that was about it for me after they told me that. But arena football, you know, it came to town. We had a, our own team up here in Tupelo. We even got a Coliseum where we played in. So I played with this team for eight years up in Tupelo. So I kind of, like, became a little star around here. You know, mm-hmm. folks came out to, you know, you see me. They was using me, you know, to, to get people in the stands. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so – it turned out pretty high. I played. I played up until I was thirty-eight. You know. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. Yeah, Man, yeah I, I, I even went to Canada after I left New York. Okay. But that was a trip up there in Canada because my agent had sent me up there, right? Uh-huh. He said, well, "Don't mention nothing about you know what happened to you." You know, in the NFL, because at the time he was trying to get me in without them knowing my condition. But I didn't think my condition was all that bad. So I said, just something I've done before, you know, got hit, and, you know, seeing stars and 
But I think they come grab me out the field one day and said, we didn't know you had got hurt and this and that, and, you know. And they sent me back on, you know, a little ride back to town. <laughs> so when I got back to Tupelo, I just said, man, I don't know about this football. But then this arena team came in and they come to my house and asked me, did I want to play or, or just come be a part of the team? So I think I've done that, and I enjoyed playing arena football. You know, I played for eight years, so it turned out out all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I you got to play what. both ways in that arena, though. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they keep you out there. <laughs> Two is more like hockey. Well, Dietrich, man, I I tell you what, it has been a tremendous pleasure uh, bringing you on Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club and listening to all those uh, old stories, just reconnecting uh, those iconic 80s teams uh, and and bringing uh, that 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 framework into into the now and and really so that our, our younger listeners they have a appreciation for uh, those Tiger teams that came before now. So I tell you what, man, this this has been a joy for me to listen to you. Neil? Oh, I agree, Chuck. I appreciate you coming on, uh, Big Truck. Uh, you know, you, you, know have, you, yeah, you have represented uh, Jackson State well and, and Lee County and Tupelo. And have, it's always been a pleasure to have a relationship with you. And, uh, and man, I just, you know, I'm proud of all your accomplishments and what you continue to do representing the brand. Uh, and, man, you're more than, welcome, more than welcome to come back and join us anytime. But anytime y'all want me, I'll be glad to. No doubt about it. But the Corey C., Neely, and myself, Charles Bishop, and the rest of the team with Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club, we thank you for joining us for this episode, and we'll see you on the next one on the other side. Good Go night, Tigers. Everybody. Go Tigers. Good night. Go Tigers. The I love. (laughs) All right, and that'll do it for episode 66 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department, and it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook and Twitter pages. As always, thank you for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag, I believe.